Hi, everyone. This is Mackenzie Broadhurst. Thank you so much for tuning in to our premiere episode of Grains of Sandler. This one will serve as kind of an introduction to the series and, you know, uh, what you can kind of expect from us moving forward. Uh, Just a quick thing here at the top of the show. We want to give a shout out to Content for making our theme music. You can find a link to their music in the episode description. Well, uh, thank you so much for tuning in and I hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to Grains of Sandler, the only high art film podcast to exist, I think. I'd have to say so as well. There are plenty of film podcasts out there, but they mostly seem to be talking about bad movies. Yeah, yeah. They're fully ignoring one of the great prolific minds of cinema, at least in terms of the last 30 years or so. We're, of course, talking about Adam Sandler. Director, actor, producer, musician, writer, comedian. Truly a force. We love to see it. So I guess, yeah, I'll jump in to sort of what I do know about him is he is 54 years old, born 1996. 1996, my God. 1966. Wait, 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 wait. I I think we're getting a little ahead of ourselves here. Of course, this is Grains of Sandler, um, a podcast about the, the man, the myth, the legend, Adam Sandler. But who are you? Yeah, shit. Uh, of course. Uh, for those of you who don't know from the zero uh, internet radio things I've ever done, uh, I'm Micah. I love bad movies, so of course I've watched enough Adam Sandler. And who are you, my friend? Uh, uh, my name is Mackenzie. Um, yeah, I'm also a huge fan of bad movies. And not necessarily a fan of Adam Sandler as much as I am just fascinated by him oh uh, ab- absolutely <laughs> uh but yeah we, we decided we should we should probably do a podcast about it there are a few adam sandler themed podcasts out there in in the internet uh but they all seem to have kind of quit it's kind of seems like there's some sort of uh sandler podcast curse where they can only get like six episodes in and then they stop it seems like like there's of course the worst idea of all time but that was one movie and maybe there's there there seems to be this endurance test but I don't know. I've I've watched Food Fight several times. I feel like I can. I I feel I feel ready. I I have sat through almost all of the Sharknados willingly. I brought it up. I watched Thanks Killing <laughs> oh, twice no. a year. I think I'm ready. I think I'm qualified. On Canadian and American Thanksgiving? Uh, no, because I don't know when <laughs> that is. <laughs> I think Canadian Thanksgiving is in September. Uh, no, it's pretty much it just kind of inevitably comes up, and I just go, you want to see some shit? And then <laughs> put that on, much like I'm sure uh, just just I've, I've heard of, you know, your anger management or your, uh, oh, God, is it uh, Mr. Deeds? That's, I feel like that's Mr. An, Deeds. There's another one. There's just, that's, and that's, I, that's, that's where my context in Adam Sandler comes in i have not seen a single one of his critically well-liked films i've only seen the films that someone has said they hate yeah you know i i feel like that could be said about most of his films somebody's gonna gonna have some shit with with all of them um oh absolutely yeah i i feel like i've seen a pretty pretty great deal of them uh 
you know, this this strange small obsession in my brain started a couple of years ago, um, partially triggered by by uh, the Worst Idea of All Time podcast and just kind of really digging deep into what makes this guy tick. Did my research a little bit, watched a, bu- watched a bunch of Sandler films, uh, and, you know, I just don't, I don't have it figured out. <laughs> yeah, I honestly didn't at all. I kind of just picked up anecdotal evidence, but I sort of just realized that like i wanted to look at b movies and you know the more practical effects and the sort of the almost that sort of absolutely tim and eric style of production where they just bring in a bunch of nobodies as opposed to you know these huge films but i also know what i like and i know that what he does is not always what i like except for when it's you can't except for when it's exactly what you like and (laughs) exactly or exactly what i need maybe it's not as much of a like as it is just a a very very important need to have these films so yeah this this um episode here i guess is going to serve as a little bit of a primer um what we're going to be doing over the course of of this podcast however long it may live is just go through every single one of this guy's flicks uh, maybe some more. I mean, he's got some record albums. He's got. He was a regular on on Saturday Night Live for five years. Um, he was on the Cosby Show, which I found out today. It's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, one of the one of the you know kind of auxiliary friend characters for Theo, I believe. Um, and yeah, so I have up here a very ominous when you look. On Google, how many films it says, it's at least 69. (laughs) There is no definitive answer to how many films this man has, and that, yeah, is discounting his other body work, as well as the films he just produces There's no need to count past that, because that's the sex number. (laughs) Right, well, yeah, of course. It's like, at least 69 will always be forever not (laughs) technically wrong, so we just have to leave it there. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, shoot. I, I guess let's let's get a let's get a little little uh, profile on on the man himself. Um, just to s- kind of see what, uh, yeah. what the method behind the madness is there. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, at sitting currently at fifty four years old, he was born in sixty six. Um, went to NYU um, in their sketch program back when that mattered. His First time on stage was when he was 17 uh, at the urging of his brother, but he didn't really start doing stand-up until after he starred in a movie, and that was when he got discovered by Dennis Miller, which put him in uh, with Lorne Michaels, you know, the famous uh, daddy and downfall, ultimately, in the (laughs) most part of Saturday Night Live. Uh, The show wouldn't exist without him, but there's... There, I think there's any time that show falls flat, weirdly flat on his face, you'll hear years later that it's some that from some disenfranchised writer. There's like, yeah, that was Lawrence <laughs> Call. So he brought, he gave us Adam Sandler. Um, I, I'll be honest, I think Adam Sandler should go down just like Eddie Murphy, just like anyone else, like one of the guys, you know, where Kristen Wiig is headed right now just as one of those SNL big timers like 
I think the difference is is he didn't die or fall off. He just decided he wanted to be a sure. millionaire. Yeah, I mean, um, even even more so. I I mean, I I feel like maybe there was some animosity there because because he did get fired from uh, Saturday Night Live in 1995. Uh. <laughs> that is fair. That is, I guess that is true, but at this point, you have more money than God, you know, maybe just acknowledge the springboard that you did provide. And it's undeniable, looking at some of the clips, this is where he built the rest of his characters. He made his albums in the midst of his SNL career. His first one was in, yeah, 93. They're all going to laugh at you. So with it, that's so right on top of when things were going well at SNL. But um, his he didn't have to wait long after uh, getting fired from SNL. Billy Madison comes out in 96, and it is off to the races from there. Three years later, he starts Happy Madison Production, which is now the just the production vehicle for most of his films and also a cash cow for any of his friends. Uh, Rob Schneider... Uh, is pretty famously constantly showing up in his films, even if Adam Sandler face doesn't show up once. Uh, the uh, legendary Paul Bart Mulcop, I believe, was a Happy Madison production. Just, just it, this it, less, almost not just not so much a purveyor of media as a just catalyst of the culture. Um, I, I, I feel don't... like Happy Madison productions started as like a real like earnest dream right like this dude like really was like you know what fuck fuck snl i'm gonna make movies they're gonna be funny as shit and then it turned into just like kind of this weird money laundering racket for him and his friends to go on vacation um (laughs) absolutely although i what kills me is calling it money laundering implies that there's something else going on but these movies just destroy at the box office they are as critically panned as they are wildly successful financially every movie he makes is 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 a hit even if it is just (laughs) shit running down their necks from from every publication he uh the adam sandler has i think three if not four razzie awards and way more nominations (laughs) uh razzies are kind of the unofficial bad movie awards for anyone who doesn't know. Um, And they are extremely unkind to this man for the most part. Although I didn't know this, he came out with a stand-up record as recently as 2004 and came out with a special last year. So even though, yeah, he's making all of these very uh for lack of a better term straightforward and you know appeasing movies he's making stand up which is never really going to be the most like massively absorbed form of media it's very popular but compared to like a movie yeah no definitely i mean i his his most recent stand up special um 100% fresh the the netflix special yeah. um was it was a touring production um it sold out every show oh though. yeah yeah <laughs> and i mean you'll like, hear like comedy dorks still be like look i've never seen an adam sandler movie that i liked except like i can't look away from his stand up material it's so you know good or weird and it, like it 
he's actually a great singer too. I have a song somewhere deep in a torrent file of a song he did with fucking Deftones, which is my favorite band. Excuse me. Yeah, he did a <laughs> version. Of, he did a version of "Be Quiet and Drive" with Adam <laughs> with Adam Sandler. They, it's like, and it's like not bad. Like he's playing acoustic guitar, and like there, it makes sense. They're both singers that kind of sound like deranged Muppets. So it works, but it's like that is it's, wild. Yeah, like the man has been a creation machine. I don't want to do the math, but you know. Oh, you know, at least 69 films in, you know, 25 years, more or less, is an insane amount of films to create, yeah. especially when you think about, like, other, like, even people that are similarly shit on, like Michael Bay or someone like that, have nowhere near that output. He can kind of just, yeah, um, he'll just... Go grab his friends. You know, there have been all these, like, word of mouth and poorly reported stories about it. He'll just, like, buy everyone cars and, like, shoot on at, like, vacation spots just so he can, like, hang out with his friends in cool locales. There are at least three Adam Sandler movies that take place in Hawaii. I, I, that's not... That's not a, like confirmed fact, but that's just off the top of my head. I, I think uh, yeah, there's at least I, three. I I've that's definitely doesn't sound low. That's or high. <laughs> it's definitely just like, he for sure. He's just learned how to make his bag. And like the thing is, it's worth it. And I also cannot help but think of how self aware this movie is because to go along with his at least sixty nine movies made as of July of this year. He is currently worth at least $420 million. $420 million. <laughs> at least. $420 yeah. million. Dollars. 69 films gets you $420 million. I think he figured out Hollywood's um, kind of secret formula. And Absolutely. Especially it. after what he pulled last year with uncut gems, which of course we're going to do as a whole separate episodes, but I feel like touching on that a little bit oh, right God. now because it was so well reviewed. Just like, you know, shit reputation aside, you got a 92 yeah. on Rotten Tomatoes, 91 on Metacritic, four stars on IMDb. And when I looked up Oscar nominations, cause I was confused when I looked at Wikipedia and there were none listed. Every single article was this massive diatribe against the Academy for snubbing Adam Sandler. And, like, yeah. and so being we're not like, giving Adam but, Sandler an just, Oscar? And like, uh, sorry? <laughs> and, you know, there's always this joke about reward shows, but they are the, you know, the public perception. But, like, critics themselves were like, why the fuck are we not giving this man his due it it like it objectively great movie and also still did very very well in the box office extremely um yeah i i i saw it four times <laughs> it's crazy yeah uh box office 50 million of a budget of only Whoa. 19 million dollars that's the other thing this man can make a movie for he... not that much money given the fact that you're paying the weekend <laughs> that kind of money like and like putting in a lot on that soundtrack 19 million dollars for a movie that like that starring adam sandler like the the dude knows how to put his films together was he a producer on that one um he was not 
Okay. He was not. Um, I but think we he, can. Sh- he, I'm sure he made a fuck ton of money on it. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure we can, but we can shelve that for a later episode. Like I said, I have not seen that movie, so uh, look out for that to watch a broken human being try to piece <laughs> it in to what we're ultimately trying to do here. So, um, I think I've. I think that's a good enough profile on the man. He is wildly successful, but also clearly still in some fucked up way an artist sure uh yeah and and this you know this show that we're doing here it's a it's not just a adam sandler fan cast it's not just uh we're not just gonna ogle over adam sandler uh for you know 69 at least episodes um, oh no oh no we're gonna kind of get into some some strange stuff here uh so it kind of all stems from this. Um, in 2016, there's a YouTube user by the name of Sean Cohn at the Uniballer on Twitter. Uh, he posted a video called The Sandlerverse. Um, now, you just watched this today, right? I did. I did. It's, it's pretty wacky, huh? <laughs> yes, but he, I think he's he had something going there. The And again, I don't. And I'm glad he took Sean. Thank you for doing so much this work, and thank you for being so sincere about it. Because I agree with his idea. This is not lazy writing. This is on purpose. Yeah, I think absolutely. Mr. Sandler and the fine folks at Happy Madison Production know what they're doing. No, absolutely. They, they it's it's the perfect crime. Like they they want. Okay, so before we get to that, I'm I'm just gonna go go to a little more about what this video is. Yes, uh, please, please. <laughs> um, it's a, it's an eight minute long video of of this guy you know essentially connecting the dots um, you know detective style on a wall between all these uh, Happy Madison films. Think um, that one scene from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia where Charlie Day is just wigging out in the office, but eight minutes long <laughs> and about Adam Sandler and you're in the ballpark of what the air of this man is. Absolutely. Um, so, so Sean uh, posits that there are several through lines that connect several different Adam Sandler starring and Adam Sandler adjacent films. Um, you know, the latter are mostly, if not entirely, falling under the Happy Madison umbrella. Um, at the time of this recording, this video has about two and a half million views, <laughs> which is crazy. It's crazy, um, but also criminally low. <laughs> yeah i mean it's it's just hiding in plain sight you know i i feel like um the, you know i guess a target audience i'm doing finger quotes here um great radio um target audience here is not going to pick up on this most of the time so sean really really unearthed a, a golden nugget here um with with characters uh, that appear in multiple films, um, jokes that are that are used in multiple films, um, it, Adam Sandler more or less plays the same character in every film, ish. Um, but yeah, like I was saying before, it's it's the it's it's the perfect crime. Like nobody nobody's gonna th- look into that, you know. <laughs> but but I I know what he's up to. People talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe being this, you know, revolution in cinema, but this guy's been doing it for 30 years. Oh, absolutely. Behind it, under everyone's noses. <laughs> yeah, he and I think 
he's been aware of it. So another thing that's kind of brought this to light is that he did an interview with Yahoo this year where he shows us his hand. He is fully admitting to it now, fully copping to the fact that he wants a Sandler verse. I think to ease the public into this oh, sure. concept. So that way he's saying, you know, I, he quote is saying he needs to mentally prepare for that. I think that's just another case of his artistry. He is being the perfect real life self insert of his general audience. <laughs> that's he so is true. giving his audience time for when the inevitable, uh, Sandler Endgame. Happens. Thank you, San, thank you. I have not watched a, I have not watched a Marvel film in three years. I think um, whatever Infinity War was, that was my last one. So I think when that drops, there will be this huge backsplash where everyone who grew up with this man will just, if they just dropped it on him, they'd be rendered catatonic. It would oh, yeah. be publicly irresponsible. To not do these things, but I think we have heroes to, I, and I'm not throwing that word around lightly, uh, heroes like Sean. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, um, it's, it's, it's a small contingent for sure. Um, well, two and a half million people, I guess. I don't know. Some people might have watched it and been like, nah, this is bunk. I actually, you know what? No, I feel like a lot of people watched it and were like, no, this is just lazy writing. Adam Sandler just wants to use the same jokes over and over again and make $20 million a movie. I'll be honest, before the Yahoo interview, I was, I would have been on the fence if I had seen this. I would have been like, this rules. This is really funny. But like, come on, really? But this, I'm, I'm, I'm staring at a screenshot of Adam Sandler right now. And that is the face of a man who knows what he, the fuck he has been doing <laughs> since he got fired. <laughs> Oh yeah, and it's it's all gonna come back to SNL. <laughs> oh God, uh, that oh. that uh, I guess they, they kill Lorne Michaels in the final scene. Oh. Um, <laughs> Good. Uh, oh. I I'm just gonna go through some of these through lines Please. really quick. Um, so this is just a, like a list of characters that appear in multiple films. This is a short list too. Um. But I felt like these were all worth mentioning. Um, so <laughs> there's a character uh, called Ten Second Tom, a, a gentleman who who only who loses his memory every ten seconds. He he uh, got in some sort of accident. Um, but he appears in the movies Fifty First Dates and Blended. Same character, same actor, same character. And you'll note there's a pretty significant gap between a lot of these movies. I don't I don't right. have the dates pulled up on these movies but there's these can be five years apart in hollywood in the 90s so that's a lot of coke and bad decisions and divorces going through your system sure and so you have to put a lot of effort and makeup in to look the same and they do a lot of the cases in these films i will point that out right now as you list these yeah um it's similar you've got the same actor um alan covert um same person who played 10 second tom uh, he also plays a character called Otto, who is uh, uh, Adam Sandler's golf caddy in Happy Gilmore. Um, and then in the in the film uh, Jack and Jill, uh, Adam Sandler's parents uh, meet meet him at a soup kitchen and invite him over for Thanksgiving dinner, which is 
you know, sweet of them. But but it's the same guy. Like, you know, he, he he's in the same makeup. He's got the same crazy beard. Oh, yeah. Same, again, yeah. Same outfit. They probably, you know, all keep in a warehouse. Yeah, it's this, it is obviously the same dude. Same guy. And, and for whatever reason, he, he uh, I believe uh, Happy Gilmore takes place in Florida. And then uh, Jack and Jill takes place in California. So, th- so this man has a story all his own that that we'll find out. We'll figure it out someday. But that's that's what this is for. Um, going down the list again, you've got uh, Crazy Eyes, um, a, a character played by the legendary Steve Buscemi, um, just kind of capitalizing on uh, on Steve Buscemi's yep. natural physical features, the real yeah. human body he has to walk around in. And a man uh, just um, being a champion about the form he walks around in <laughs> oh, for definitely. a paycheck and a punchline. Um, yeah, he, he appears in Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds. Mm-hmm. Mr. Deeds, he takes more of a prominent role. Uh, Big Daddy, he's just kind of there for comedic effect as it because homeless is homelessness is funny. Oh right? yeah, I mean. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> obvious <laughs> yeah we i, I guess at, at, at another um of several tangents we are going to be watching all these movies through a 2020 lens i it's not going to be though i'm not going to harp on shit but i'm i'm i don't know the guy i'm gonna call it like i see it that's a yeah it's a fucked up joke but like it's one yeah. that uh enough of the consuming public agrees with so he did it and yeah crazy or, eyes. or did at the time yeah right yeah Crazy yeah, eyes. Crazy eyes being a uh, you know very aggressive example of that. <laughs> you've got uh, you've got the great Carl Weathers playing uh, Chubbs Peterson, Happy Gilmore's golf coach in in the film Happy Gilmore, uh, where he he tragically um, perishes by falling out of a window after being frightened by an alligator's head. Uh, and then in in the film Little Nicky, mm-hmm. he he appears in Heaven. As the same character, golf pro Chubbs Peterson, Carl Weathers, Baby Yoda's best friend. So the next one, I think, is the most important crossover character. Actually, maybe second. Top two most important crossover character in in the Sandlerverse as it is. He's credited as the Townie. Many know this character as the you-can-do-it guy. Yes, yes. This, 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 um, I'm glad I watched this sober, because this fucked me up. <laughs> so Rob Schneider in, I mean, like, like, literally like five movies, um, he's in Happy Gilmore, uh, Little Nicky, The Longest Yard, um, he, 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 I mean, kind of. Rob kind of channels him in in his Netflix series Real Rob, where right. Rob Schneider plays a dramatized version of himself, uh, which is just so horrible. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and, yeah, but but the strange thing about this character in particular is that he's one of the only through line Sandlerverse characters to be played by multiple actors. Yes, yes. <laughs> so occasionally. Uh, to keep this going strong, because that's the deviousness of the Sandlerverse. It's not just Adam Sandler-led vehicles. Rob Schneider has stepped up to the plate to build this. Adam Sandler will step in to play the townie. And I think it's also important to note, as we go on with this, we may discover films made post 
this YouTube expose that the townie shows up in some form or another. I cannot actually say right now. So did you actually see the, the, um, we mentioned, uh, yeah, Rob Schneider, you know, originated the role, knocks those lines straight out of the park. Uh, Adam Sandler comes in, plays the townie, but have you mentioned the third person who plays the townie? (laughs) No, I have not. Um, I'm I'm honestly spacing because I think I just blacked out for a second. Well, um, he actually he actually had a, a recent starring role in a film that came out about a month ago. It's none other than former mayor of New York City and current uh, attorney to President Donald J. Trump, uh, Rudolph Giuliani. <laughs> oh my, yeah, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, May is yeah is, is a prominent <laughs> bit one-liner character in this which um notably adam sandler is a republican <laughs> so i guess maybe this is where this comes in uh, but, but it leads me to question the townie yeah. a little bit um i mean, I mean i'm sure we're I, I think the townie is gonna play a big role in this podcast because it's the townie's like a plane walker that can assume different forms and i don't is it okay is it a is it a planeswalker? Is it some sort of weird hive mind where it's just certain kind of like how in the Star Wars cinematic universe or the Marvel cinematic universe, everyone is just weirdly quippy at inappropriate moments. Maybe this is just there. They see something. So they, they, everyone they're just, you will have this time where you will just appear with a bucket hat and you just know it's your time. You have to go find a character who needs inspiration to go scream at and you just know the four words <laughs> that will drive everything forward. I don't know, and I, that is why I'm excited to actually watch these movies because we have to look deep into this character. Yeah, lives. yeah. Um, <clears throat> I mean, at time of the record, we have not watched any of them for the show. Uh, um but but I'm I'm going to be looking out for these. I'm I'm glad that we're doing this kind of introduction thing and, and kind of uh, setting it up a little bit so that we have stuff to look for. <laughs> um, the people have to know. Uh, I mean, truly, we have to know. Yeah, I, I want to know. I want to know about the townie. Like, is the, is the so is the townie like a town? Like, is is that like a code for like hive mind? Like, it's like a like a a, a settlement of people. That all have just distributed themselves through the through the multiverse, or what? The, what is happening? So, I'm going to lay out my current theory, just because, as a family, um, kind of ag- aggressively, stereotypically Jewish comedian, his stuff is all. Ba- he has so much names in his things. He there are so many last names that keep recurring that characters that have speaking lines will get thrown at. Oh, yeah. And then, and so there's all this familial nature. And then suddenly there's just this nameless dude who gets a center face shot. (laughs) But no, no descriptors whatsoever. And again, you could call that to a lesser man, to a lesser entity. This would be lazy writing. But I think that is a signal of something be it a being that is greater than any of us or be it some sort of greater calling that just exists within this timeline we have yet to discover but 
That's true. It, yeah, it could it could very well just be like a like a Doctor Who scenario, you know, where where the townie exactly. the townie the goes doctor, into its <laughs> the townie. They both exactly. dress like shit. <laughs> They go, the townie goes into his his porta potty and emerges with a new fleshy body to walk around in. Yeah, I can't wait until like twenty twenty two where the townie is a woman and we suddenly see all these like Reddit forums for Adam Sandler movies with a bunch of like little boys pissing their pants over it. <laughs> they cast they cast Kristen Wiig as the townie and they're like, okay, we that didn't would actually this. whip. <laughs> I would be I would go I would. First day, if I found out Kristen Wiig is just a bad bit character in an Adam Sandler movie, <laughs> that's the day Adam Sandler intentionally gets my money. <laughs> we love to see it. Um, so, you know, th- there is still a few more that I have on this list here. Um, you, you have the delivery guy, you know, played by Rob Schneider, um, who is of some vague foreign descent, because that was a funny joke for those movies. Yeah, yeah, yep. Um, just like for sure, not from around here, and not a cowboy. That's well, <laughs> right. You know, appears in billion dollar, billion dollar joke. <laughs> mm. Evergreen, never gonna look back and be like kind of fucked up. He's kind of like the anti uh, crazy eyes because he he also appears both in um, Big Daddy and Mr. Deeds, uh, but his yes. his role is more prominent in Big Daddy um, as kind of you know. Adam Sandler's only friend, and then in, in Mr. Right. Deeds, he makes a brief appearance where he he saves some cats. Um, ooh, that's that's like a screenwriting thing. Saves the cat. Oh, it good. is. Yeah, see, there we go. Just more proof that this man knows what he's doing. He has read the book. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> no, don't read that book. It's so outdated. <laughs> the, these two always appear together, which is interesting to me. Um, and that is Peter Dante and a very racist character called Dr. Shockaloo. Oh, I, that was another moment that had me falling out for very different reasons because I had to go, this is a person who, yeah, rose to prominence at the same time as South Park and, uh, tastes and tolerances were fucking different. Absolutely. Um, and as far as I can tell, Peter Dante just plays himself. He is not a character in any of these movies. No, no. Um, if you do Why a little bit you? of research into Peter Dante, uh, <laughs> he just really loves hanging out with his shirt off and smoking weed. Yeah, I mean, uh, he released a reggae album about five years ago, <laughs> which is uh, it's it's really something. Oh, that's that's coming up when we get to those <laughs> movies. I love bad reggae. <laughs> I, uh, I I ran into Peter Dante one time. I so a little peek behind the curtain. I, I live in Colorado and I work in the cannabis uh, industry. And in one year, I was at the Cannabis Cup um, for work, not for pleasure. I don't do that stuff. Uh, but I did run into Peter Dante, <laughs> and he was just hanging out, smoking weed with the shirt off. Like the, he just play, he plays himself. Well, it's kind. Of, it's I'd imagine it's kind of like tommy chong at this point where you just kind of you get paid to exist so you kind of just have to be like obviously like tommy jog is a very intelligent individual but like for the most part people expect him to be away sure but who who is looking for peter dante (laughs) is my question i i I would i would love it just like some like 
B plus celebrity just hanging out, getting ripped with his shirt off. That sounds fucking hilarious. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> just just chilling, walking around, going to going to vendor booths. To clarify, I don't like to plan events for that reason. <laughs> All my ideas are bad. <laughs> oh man. Um so these last two are are um, kind of what you were talking about with the with the familial nature. So there are two kind of fa- there are fam- two families in in the Sandler verse here. Um, yes, I, I like to imagine them as as kind of warring factions, or maybe like a you know like an Illuminati esque uh, kind. Oh, of Oh, if there isn't situation. some sort of weird fucked up Romeo and Juliet situation to happen between uh, these two families, they have sorely missed an opportunity. So it's it's the O'Doyles and the Lamonsoffs. Um, yes, they appear in more movies than I could list, um, and, and not there's not even necessarily like a character in each one of these movies that um, has one of these names, but but they'll reference someone. They'll be like, oh, you know. Stephen Lamonsoff did this, or uh, yeah, I know for a fact you gave uh, Mrs. Lamonsoff this yes. price uh, from. Well, the he said Eric Lamonsoff, yeah. so that that's a different thing. Eric Lamonsoff, yeah. The character Eric Lamonsoff is also a towny esque character, where Eric Lamonsoff appears in several, several, like more than the towny Adam Sandler films, as no. s- many different actors. So. Uh, I believe John Lovitz plays Eric Lamonsoff at one point. Um, there's an extra in Jack and Jill that plays uh, Eric Lamonsoff. Kevin James, Paul Blart himself, his character in both Grown Ups movies is called Eric Lamonsoff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, which, again, is this just... we? But the thing is, for all we know, it could be a junior situation... Doesn't need doesn't again. There is no lazy writing in these movies. I'm convinced. Well, th- this is this is you'll love this in in the, in the film Click. Um, Adam Sandler travels to the future, or so we think, uh, and sees a, a television ad saying where there's like some guy dressed in a fairly offensive Native American garb who is white uh, who says this is uh we've got great news As eric lamonsoff killed himself the film grown-ups 2 takes place <laughs> in the timeline after that so what i'm pausing here is that our nexus is the movie click yes I based on like my limited knowledge that is what i uh, i agree with that sandler found the fucking watcher found the fucking guardian of the nexus of reality Christopher Walken in A Bed Bath and Beyond got his, you know, magic remote and just destroyed the multiverse. Yes, something weird happened. Yeah, in Click. destroyed or congealed together and different timelines got warped. I we don't know, but yes, absolutely Click is too bizarre of a premise not to have dramatic ramifications for this Sandlerverse. Absolutely, um, and the the, Odo- the O'Doyles also make uh, an appearance in in Click. Um, they are Adam Sandler's um, neighbors, I guess. Um, so you know, 
that's the list I have for for characters. We we went a while on that, but I think it's it's important to touch on all of those because we are going to be coming back to uh, them absolutely very frequently. And it's important to emphasize just how deep this goes, where <laughs> you know, and it it has gone deeper. Uh, and O'Doyle makes an appearance in uh, Adam Sandler's latest film, Hubie Halloween. Um, I've not seen Hubie Halloween. I that's so. the last Adam Sandler film I have seen. I, just, just a nameless O'Doyle. Yep, just an, Odo- an O'Doyle shows up, um, and <laughs> oh, no. it's 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 you know it just and it was only brought up as kind of an aside because again the I, he the the man himself is preparing us for what he's about to unleash, and so even now major publications are starting to put the pieces together. But yeah, an O'Doyle. Wow, it, the O'Doyles are uh, extremely pervasive because they're the bully characters. And so yeah. it just, from a film, you know, from a filmmaking perspective, it works when you're making those kind of movies. But again, it's it, it's always there. I wouldn't be surprised if a Laminoff shows up in Grown Ups Four or whatever. <laughs> An I wish they would make a. I, I you know there was a big Kickstarter campaign for a while. I I think that the guys from Worst Idea started uh, to make Grown Ups 3D. Um, <laughs> But uh, it sadly hasn't happened. Um, I believe, tragically, actually, one of the uh, uh, actors that played a- one of Adam Sandler's sons in the Grown Ups franchise uh, passed away. Um, you know what? I, so I, I've, I have heard about that, and that is... Um, I don't think that there will be any more Grown Ups films. No, um, if I'm not but mis- it remains to be seen. If I'm not mistaken, <laughs> that was actually... Um, they, they dedicated Hubie Halloween to him, if I'm not mistaken. It was actually a weirdly touching moment. Um, which is another reason why I think the man is self-aware. Like he's able to pull back enough to be like, "Hey, I mean a lot to a lot of people." Here's this. Yeah. Here's this acknowledgement absolutely. of it. Um, he's got a wide reach. You know, it's um, it's when you when your favorite rock and roll band starts to get political. You know, <laughs> they, they they got a voice. They got to use it. Yeah. Adam Sandler's got a voice. He's got a he's got a mourn his his you know fallen co-star yeah absolutely yeah as and honestly as he should be uh, given uh where there's you know his public record money is maybe uh maybe i'm glad i haven't heard him talk too much about political shit but uh um yeah at the very least i'm surprised he i'm surprised there's not an adam sandler movie where he runs for president (sighs) maybe that's next he's got so one thing i did fail to mention he will have made 10 movies once he fulfills his current contract for Netflix explicitly. Uh, at the beginning of this year, he extended it to four more. Oh, my God. Uh, Hubie Halloween was the sixth. So that's the thing, too. This man has an open checkbook for not and doesn't need that much money <laughs> to make these kind of films. All the films he's made for Netflix, though, have been, like, super goofy. Yeah? Oh, absolutely, like, yeah. He's not... He hasn't done, like, a piece of art for Netflix No, he's, I think he's gonna... Oh, I mean, art subjective. Exactly. I don't think... I think he's gonna but... leave his uncut gems and his rain on me's to other studios that want to bring him in that his manager will allegedly hide the script from him. <laughs> because he's like, Do you, no, you need the... There's, which, there's a conspiracy... His his uh, agent is just dedicated to the cause of this Sandlerverse, Whoa. and his art projects distract him from that. Maybe, maybe Adam Sandler wasn't in on it at all. 
maybe it was all orchestrated by by his agent. It's a it is a man. This, Adam, Mr. Sandler is clearly a man who loves art and loves being able to take care of his friends and family. So yeah, maybe at the end of the day, he's into it when he was exposed to it. But he doesn't. He'll be just as surprised as the rest of us when it's broken to the world that this sandler verse exists and um i for one am very excited to speculate and deep dive into what that may look like oh me too i yeah i'm i'm very much looking forward to watching at least one adam sandler film a week for the next more than a year yeah um but are we going to be able to keep up is the question. So you said he's going to release four new films uh, through Netflix. Are, are those coming out? I mean, they they will surely be out before we've we've finished this long haul. Oh, absolutely. And honestly, I only see myself getting more invested. I watched, granted, the uh, pandemic and unemployment um, helped with this but i watched 42 movies in october um just because i wanted to um i will regularly just play magic uh, the gathering arena and throw on another movie um and i i am fully committed to keeping to a cause that isn't just hey let's see what uh insane shit this director is up to hey well you know that that is that is quite a feat and uh it's very commendable but i gotta say micah um it can't be any funny business when we're doing this. no this is this is real work we can't we can't have our magic the gatherings going on we we, we can't while we're watching these Adam Sandler movies, we we can't you know we can't be making a uh, making a pastrami sandwich while these Adam Sandler movies are going only for on. fuel, only for fuel. No, we we need to dial in. Perhaps you know only subsist on Kentucky Fried Chicken. I know that's a bit of a stretch, but that that is that, that is- will be a that will be a complication, and this is where I will have to play the imposter in this. I don't eat meat. So uh-huh. my experience, so uh, I will be viewing that lens and potentially a lot more lenses as an outsider <laughs> to this. I don't love football like that. So there I am with the water boy. I am not, I, I will be coming in from an outsider, but that being said, what, I am. What, what do you think? I'm an insider. You think, you think I'm, I'm like a, like an Adam Sandler surrogate. You're here? telling me you're not just some like, <laughs> t- are you telling me? Okay. First of all. I know your hometown, <laughs> fucking right outside of Milan, <laughs> Michigan. So you have that. You have that over me. I grew up in Ann Arbor, Michigan. It was a shit college town. Um, like, if anything, I'm a fucking O'Doyle. I am a weird, <laughs> dumb bully. But I'm ready to shed that and understand that this isn't my world, but I need to be ready for what's coming. Well, I, I'm glad that you're so open-minded about it. Um, and <laughs> that, uh, you know, you're you're okay with viewing this from an outside lens. Um, those glasses are uh, are not rose tinted. Uh, you've got those you've got those uncut gems jewelers glasses getting getting down there to the nitty gritty, baby. We're we're going for it. 
And I'm also using them to stare at all my college media studies textbooks. <laughs> Just thrilled at where I ended up. Wait, do you really do you really have a pair of those glasses? No, uh, okay. not yet. I uh, will be purchasing them. Oh hell yeah! Well, shoot. Um, yeah, I think that, that that about does it. Okay, so this is just a primer. This is just to get you ready for for what is going to be thousands and thousands, or at least sixty nine grains of Sandler. We're gonna start this thing off um, with three pre selected works of art by uh adam and and his happy madison uh company starting with the namesake billy madison you have to you have to i mean frankly if we're going we we need to understand where we're coming from and it's going to be fun to bounce around but i think billy madison was the catalyst for all of this whatever's happening this started with Billy Madison. And we don't know where it takes place. It could be the beginning of the of the timeline. It could be the end. It could be smack dab in the middle. We have no idea. But, hey, as a Lord of the Rings fan, chrono- strict chronology doesn't matter. <laughs> it's where the heart begins. <laughs> and I'm, I'm sure the heart begins with Billy Madison. Uh, the movie about a guy who goes back to school. That's what it's about, right? You're talking to the wrong they, them. I have no clue. I, I, I think it's kind of like a homage to Rodney Dangerfield's back to school, but yeah, I think that's there. where the title fight meme comes from. I, 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 like I said, I'm grossly misinformed in some very glaring parts. <laughs> yeah, you, uh, we get it. You listen to title fight dressed like fucking Billy Madison. Um, so so after that we're gonna do a, a critically acclaimed um Right, you know, give this a fair film. shake. The under acknowledge right off the bat this is this is a man who actually can make a fucking movie. So yeah, this, the second one we're gonna do is gonna be Punch Drunk Love. Um a romantic comedy. I I I'm fine with a romantic comedy. It's well made, same. Yeah. I uh I'm I'm excited to I'm excited to get a little weepy. Oh man. Yeah, it, I, I think this might be another one that takes place in Hawaii, but do not quote me on that. I am unsure. <laughs> that would track. And then the third one was my choice. I'll, I will uh, take this for both of us from when we inevitably get to it. It was uh, Jack and Jill, which I think is the far other end of the spectrum in terms of the Adam Sandler films. I think the public perception of Adam Sandler is based on movies like Jack I, and I, I also believe it's it's highly regarded as one of, if not the worst, Adam Sandler film. I uh I I am as a filmmaker and a um you know on the spectrum of a trans person uh am deeply offended by this movie in that order frankly i as a viewer i'm much more hurt by this movie <laughs> than adam and bad drag but we will get to that in a in, in a little while uh it does feature a cameo from um my my personal hero ruben rabasa um if you're not familiar with that name he he plays a, a man in a, a Netflix sketch show called I Think You Should Leave, where oh. he has some really great car ideas. Okay, that's actually 
that's huge bonus points in that uh, for that film. That mo- that sketch rules. <laughs> it's the best. Um, so Ruben Rabasa does make a brief appearance in there. Okay. I found his reel on YouTube that he sends to casting agencies, and it's amazing. Uh, we will go uh, look for Ruben Rabasa's casting reel, everybody. I will for sure be watching <laughs> that as a palate cleanser after we watch Jack and Jill to remind myself. <laughs> Um, but yeah so so we're gonna we're gonna start off with those three so yeah those three are going to be coming out a little bit staggered um after that we're going to go on a sort of weekly or bi-weekly um schedule but when we can we're we're you know half a country away and we both work full-time so you know you know, we are dedicated to this cause, but real life or, you know, the, the civilian life will get in the way. I can only imagine the civilian life because we're out here fighting on the front lines on the on the fucking beaches of Normandy. Not to be political, but we sure fucking are. I just nodded my head. That's great audio. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, after that, we are just going to put every Adam Sandler um, related piece of film into a random generator. Uh, that I found online. I I have a document that has every Adam Sandler uh, film separated by commas. I'm going to remove the ones that we do and just randomly generate one. So, you know, it could, after the third one, it could be The, the Animal, a movie that doesn't even star Adam Sandler. It could be the documentary about Chris Farley that could get real serious. We don't know. Yeah, it could be anything, but I think to something with a true through line, just like some of these other famous cinematic universes, you can really pick up the, the the connecting tissue even if you haven't seen the previous movies. So I I am I am fully on board with this, not just for breaking my own brain, which I am also fully a proponent of. Uh, I I think this will really cement what uh, somebody is trying to clearly do with these films. I agree. Well, so it goes. Like sand through the hourglass, every moment, every picture, every screenplay is scripture. These are the grains of sand. All right, everyone. Next time we're watching Billy Madison, we'll see you next time.